two, one, go. <laughs> okay. Oh, you already clicked record. Huh? Yeah, that's it. I just want to set the record straight. <laughs> I rolled my eyes. Yeah. Let's <laughs> explain that because it's, it's audio. Uh, and <laughs> people are probably wondering where we've been because we, we, this is longest break we've taken in a while. Yeah, <laughs> um, if you guys remember in the last podcast, Sebastian threw a big old dig at me at the beginning of it. <laughs> and uh, we had a little... We fell out. We fell out for a little bit. Yeah. We took a little break from each other. Um, with Within the process of our falling out, I slept with Sebastian's mother and I killed his cat. No, sorry. Other way around. <laughs> That joke would have been better if you said I slept with his cat and killed his mother. I just said the other way around. Yeah, but it would have been better if you said that first and then said, "Oh, sorry, I'm in the other way around." I think it's funnier that no, the 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 less expected thing happened. I actually killed a human being and had sex with an animal. What's that thing where it's like um something about hard candy? Something about hard candy. You know, it's like um I came here for hard candy and something else. And I'm out of candy. Oh, it's, it? I, I, it's like, it's like, it's, it's from um, Evil Dead. It's like, I, yeah. I came here to kill zombies and chew bubblegum. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I came here to kill mothers and fuck cats. And I'm all out of mothers. <laughs> <laughs> That's my version. What a dark, weird joke to begin a Simpsons podcast. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, a darker joke that would ever feature in The Simpsons. It's not that we have to be like The Simpsons. This <laughs> is an observation to make. <laughs> and, I've, and I've got a huge coffee. Like it's This is like American coffee. Yeah, you got a big American caramel you, coffee yeah, too, yeah, which I've makes it even caramel. more American. This is like what an, Ameri- an average coffee in the US. Is yeah, like, you had a like caramel coffee day. I had a pumpkin spice latte. We're being a bit more adventurous in our coffees for once. I feel like we're both... Very vanilla when it comes to our coffees. We're very old fashioned, so yeah, I, good well, for us. I just I don't think a dessert and a cup. No, of me neither. Yeah, no, me neither. A, a coffee is a cappuccino, a flat white. Latte. Yeah, no, I'm the same, and I I, I like to treat sometimes. But it's like yeah. I want I want a coffee to you know wake me up and energize me and stuff like that, and like you know a fucking milkshake. Yeah, not double my daily sugar intake and make me lazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's what I mean. It's, it's it's not going to energize me at all. It's going to make me feel worse about myself. But anyway, guys, welcome to Diddle and Sebastian Have a Simpsons podcast, the podcast that myself and Sebastian do, because there's nothing cooler than having a podcast about the Simpsons, right? Uh, having a podcast about <laughs> fucking cats. Ha <laughs> 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 this podcast. They're going to make a documentary about us eventually. Fucking, like, <laughs> it's going to be conspiracy. It's, it's uh... going to be season two of Don't Fuck With The Cats. <laughs> it's going to be us. Is, is there a season one? What's, yeah, you know, don't, don't fuck with don't the cats. Fuck with the cats. You've never seen it. Oh, sorry. I, like, I haven't seen it. No, but it was on. Big, it was on Netflix. Big yeah. Lockdown documentary. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's really good. What was that about again? Uh, this cat killer, and they like try and find out who it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. I thought I, I thought that name was just a joke. I thought it was about something else completely. No, it's actually about cats. cats. Fair enough. And we're going to be on the second season of it. <laughs> I can't wait. They're waiting to find the next cat killer. The next person is something weird with well, cats. We're now on the watch so they can do a season that. two. Yeah, I mean immediately. As soon as this podcast goes up, we're going to be fucking monitored by the government. <laughs> but yeah, let's get into the podcast. <laughs> to the to the episode. So today we are covering Bart the Cool Kid. It is the 15th episode of the 33rd season and yeah let's and just jump into cool it in this episode this is like such a bar it's so bar in this yeah episode. that's it's true actually yeah this like, is like proper like early seasons bar yeah. where he's a rebel he's a wild card he's he's popular at school he's skateboarding yeah that's true this is this is like this is bar at his purest form for yeah. sure but yeah we open up everyone at school is blown away by someone's new kicks and uh it's revealed to be ralph <laughs> and he's like these are my first tie shoes you're wearing the new Supreme Caliphates? How did a chumwad like you get a pair? My daddy took my cat to the cat doctor, and when daddy came home, my cat had turned into these shoes. Great. Classic Ralph quote. Just amazing. A great first joke of the episode. Bart doesn't see what the big deal is about these shoes, but Millhouse informs him that uh, Supreme are Ryan Hughes's shoe brand, the most famous kid in the world right now. And we find out that with a large following on TikTok, he also wrote the songs for his dad, Darius Hughes' new movie, Duplicate Cop. <laughs> Before we go any further, do you know who voices Orion Hughes? The Weeknd. Yeah, yeah, The Weeknd. Yeah. And he knew who voices his dad? 
Also the weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he does yeah. a really good job I, I, in this episode. I can't remember if you mentioned it to me or, but I did see at the in the credits at the end it said like special guest. The, the weekend. weekend. Yeah, yeah. He 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 voice boarded them. Yeah. And uh, I can't help but think um, this is Will Smith and Jaden Smith. Of course. Yeah. One hundred percent. This is Will Smith and Jaden Smith. There is absolutely no doubt about it. I, I mean, this... we see his straight away just his vanilla rap. <laughs> it's so good. Yes. Yeah, it's that. Uh, yeah. His son wrote a rap for. His movie Duplicate Cop, and it's the dad singing it, and the song goes like, One cop that you just can't stop, because he's two cops, one cop and a copy of a cop. That's fantastic. I mean, that made it, like, if it wasn't obvious already, that confirms it was Will Smith, yeah. Jade Smith, because that's obviously a parody of his movie, um, oh, I forget the name of it, Gemini Man, where yeah. it's, it's, it's Will Smith and a younger Will Smith um, going head to head. But yeah, he he announces uh, this uh, Ryan Hughes guy announces that the, the sequel to his shoes, Califrey, uh, the Califrey two are coming out with a limited release on Friday. Then on Saturday they blow up the pop up factory they made them in. Bear watches on, on on his phone like him announcing this, and everyone starts chanting his name, going Ryan, Ryan, and then we see Marjan over in the kitchen making popcorn, and <laughs> they're going popcorn, popcorn, no kernels, no kernels, which I can relate to. That's always the goal when you're making course, yeah. microwave popcorn to avoid as little kernels as possible. It's so difficult. to oh my get God. In between. Yeah, I have How fucked do I it up not big get time. Any kernels about burning it? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's such a tough in between. I have fucked up big times. Big, big time sometimes in burning it but also just taking it out too early and there's way too many kernels like oh great cool <laughs> it's very relatable but um Bart Be- turns the video off and he's I'm oh, sorry Bart turns the, the microwave off and Homer's like hey it's my favorite show Bart says that if he buys him these shoes it'll make up for 10 years of bad parenting and Mary says that it's a pretty good deal and Homer agrees to do it so he arrives into Springfield's old uh, peanut packing district with Lisa, who informs him, Homer, that this is the coolest part of town with vintage stores and even weird ones like that one that only sells a single a, a single action figure. She's like, how do they stay in business? I, I feel like that's actually true. Every every town seems to have this one little area that's kind of like thrifty, and but also no one seems to go there. Like they have yeah. these little businesses where it's like, I have no idea how you make money. Like this is one. In the town that I'm from, Tralee, there's this, yeah, like that kind of area where everything in, in this little corner is kind of a weird store. One of it is like a Pokemon trading card store. They also do like Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff like that, but like mainly Pokemon. People go in and play Pokemon games and stuff. And I'm like, this is like a recreational area. I don't understand how they're making any business. We, we <laughs> have that in Brighton as well. It's like, yeah, um, there's just random shops in the lanes. And it's like, how do you make enough money to pay rent? Like, I remember I went past this, like, it was like a radiator shop. Yeah. I don't know anyone that's ever been like, oh, I need a new radiator. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And and, and they also like designs, like coloured radiators. And I'm like, who just doesn't have a standard radiator? A standard radiator. Who who, who is looking at the radiator and being like, I I want this to be cool. I want this to be vintage. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I was in Brighton doing the Fringe Festival. I went to the store to like, only saw like old DVDs and old VHS tapes. Cult classic. I think that's what it was called, yeah. I love that. That's next to my college. Yeah. It's a very cool store, but I don't understand how they make business. I don't know how he makes money. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the guy was sitting on a chair yeah. in his bare feet eating crisps when I walked in. <laughs> and he literally just said hi. And that was it. He made no effort to try and make me feel that's, welcome. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't seem to even want me to be there. I really considered getting the Pink Panther trilogy on, on DVD, obviously. I don't have a VHS. Um... But honestly, the big part of why I decided not to was because I just see really? I found him kind of rude, yeah. Oh, no, he, he's okay. <laughs> That's so funny that you know who I'm talking about. Maybe he listens to the podcast. I used to go on, like, my college breaks and stuff. And oh, well. And, you, and you'd get something. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I just caught him on, like, his break or something, maybe. He just looked like he didn't want to be disturbed. The, the, the maddest yeah. one, me and my friend put it on his projector afterwards. Yeah, mm. His dad had this, like, studio, and we put it on the projector because it was he had a studio around the corner from the shop right and it was the weirdest film i've ever seen and i'm like is this legal <laughs> what it, like, is this legal it was this really weird japanese film with like no budget yeah it was called um japanese it was actually the title oh yeah there's some the fucking film, weird that the film movies i've never heard into. of in that story yeah japanese schoolgirl hooker um, turned zombie. <laughs> That's my favorite porn category. And it, and it was about like 
well, what the title says. Yeah, yeah. Fair. I mean, yeah, I, I'd be surprised if it was about anything else. One, I don't know the age of this person. Oh, dear and, God. And two, there were some very questionable things going on in that film. <laughs> oh, shit. Was it a good movie? No. It's yeah, I, I didn't think so. <laughs> Tristan to a zombie, so, you know. <laughs> what the hell? Anyhow, that's the episode. Um... Yeah, they're they're in the, they're in this uh, this thrifty little side town. Uh, Homer realizes that the the queue for these shoes are so long that he can't even see the people at the top. But he vows to wait it out, and Lisa goes into the Hasidic sportswear shop, which is just called Kosher Pacific. Then uh, cuts him waking up Bart, uh, presenting him with the Califrey too. I waited to rain, to sun, through the death of my phone battery from watching super cuts of boating accident videos. All to see the joy on your face. I love you, Dad. I finally love you. And bought love is the best kind of love. We didn't come back to school. Everyone is envious of Bart's uh, new shoes. And Nelson's like, I gotta see those boys in action. So yeah, he has a classic, like, Bart, a skateboard trick that defies the laws of physics. Yeah. <laughs> a fucking quadruple kick flip yeah up into the air uh yeah and uh but on 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 his ascent the, the shoes completely fall apart and uh Milhouse looks at them and discovers that they're made out of uh band-aids and uh, north korean newspaper clippings and Bart takes them and like goes to return them and <laughs> nelson grabs like one of the newspapers and it just says uh quotas have been extended and he goes yeah that was my one of my favorite bits of the episode <laughs> so stupid they, they, they definitely don't even know what that means yeah. like so funny um and homer homer's like in, in the power plant he gets a text from bart saying like these shoes are crap i'm returning them to the store and bart, homer's like but then he'll know what really happened and it, it cuts back to the past, and I, I like the, I like the, the way they did that. I, I think the traditional way would have been that we know we know what Homer did. Yeah, I, I like that they, they did this for a moment. We actually thought that he was just a good dad and got in the shoes, but then we find out what really happened. It's, it's way more Homer. So while he's waiting at the store uh, in the hot sun, he tries to like sit under the shade of a man's hat, but the man starts backing away, and then Mike Wegman arrives, who you definitely don't know. I was very happy to see him. <laughs> this character featured in one other episode. It's the second episode of the thirty first season, so it's the second one that was ever reviewed in this podcast. Obviously, back when I was doing it with, with Brendan, um, it was a great character. I didn't expect to see him again because he's not voiced by one of yeah, the main. He's funny. Hmm? He's a funny character. Really funny, yeah. But he's not voiced by one of the main voice actors either, so you know it, it, it wouldn't have been as obvious for him to come back. So I was glad to see him again. Maybe he'll pop up in the show more often because he is a really funny character. I feel like he he has a place in Springfield. He does. He makes sense. Like he's the, different. The, the, the dodgy black market guy. Yeah, 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 exactly. He gets involved in all these like these yeah. these uh, questionable businesses. Exactly. But he arrives in informing Homer that his food truck fell off a cliff. But uh, he did it for good reason, <laughs> which was like exactly where we saw him in that last episode. It's called Go Big or Go Homer. It was that he's hired his own food truck, so that's funny. Um, he's like, he's, the whole thing in the episode is that he loves Homer. He's basically like, like anti Frank Grimes. Like he yeah. absolutely worships Homer. He's like Homer Simpson, the line waiting legend himself. <laughs> he says that he has a, a new job now, selling these shoes and. He shows Homer a box of the Califrey too, and Homer asks how much he owes him, but he's like, oh, there's no charge for a legend like him, and he says the shoes are fake anyway, <laughs> and he's like, you know, uh, how much do the pilgrims owe the Statue of Liberty? Uh, how much does a hot dog owe, owe a mustard? <laughs> but Homer's saying that he fears that Bart will find out, and <laughs> Mike's like, which was again the thing that episode that he just hated Bart for no reason. <laughs> He's like, Bart, that bedwetting nobody, he won't be able to tell the difference. Kids nowadays aren't like you and me, they're dumb because of phones or whatever. <laughs> and Homer's like, hmm, I do like getting away with things. <laughs> so he takes the shoes and joins a queue for wet and crusty fried chicken sandwich at Krusty Burger. <laughs> Which is way more Homer than doing something for his son. Um, so we go back to the present. He's, he's trying to he's trying to stop Bart from returning the shoes, and he he means the text no no no, but instead text on on on. It's like you're right, Homer. It is on on on. We go to him in the store. He takes the shoes to the counter, but the clerk inf informs him that their shoes aren't made out of garbage. They're made from vegan leather that they found in upcycled recycling bins. 
And Bart said his father would never lie about buying the real shoes just to get out of. And he's like, oh, no, he bought knockoff shoes, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the whole shoe... Um, Sorry, the whole store records this event, including Shauna, and she's like recording herself going, Hey, Shauna fans, it's Shauna here. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe to be with a chance to win edible eyeliner. <laughs> and Homer comes in trying to stop this, but it's too late. Bart says uh, that he embarrassed him in front of everyone. And then as Bart goes to run away, Homer grabs him and accidentally tears his pants off. And there's like multiple people uh, recording all this on, on, on their phones. And... Uh, it's got like a final cut of all their faces going, don't forget to like and subscribe. This whole sequence was like, in, in terms of animation, the highlight of the episode. Because the, the whole sequence is done like multiple people are recording and we see we see the, the, the this whole thing ensue from different angles. It just You could tell they really put the work in there, the animators. It, it looked fantastic. We then cut to Bart lying in bed. He sees he's... We, we see that he's been turned into a gif on TikTok. Uh... It's being called uh, the dance dance shimmy and Lisa like walks in doing the dance. She's like, it's so fun. I don't know why that kind of made me cringe. Just her doing the dance. A little bit, yeah. yeah, I don't know why. I was just like, oh, that didn't need to be there. <laughs> then Homer comes in with a card and he's like, uh, the duck on this card says uh, what I did was crackers. And uh, I think he might be right. Bear refuses to forgive him saying, you're bald. You own a bowling ball. You own truck nuts, but no truck. You've seen Tim Allen stand up multiple times. You still have a CD tower, and each one of your three kids is embarrassed by you in a different way. Mm-hmm. Homer's obviously got wrenched by this. This is a thing that happens in the show quite often. Not in a long time. It's like, he really wants like, Bart and Lisa to think he's cool. Like yeah. pops up quite a bit, so he's like broken by this. And then Bart pushes him into his CD tower, <laughs> which is just like placed in the middle of the hallway upstairs. Uh, and then uh, Orion ar- arrives, uh, the weekend's character, into the house and Lisa's like oh my god Orion Hughes I love your poetry book and he's like yeah I thought Ryan poetry would be hard but it's actually incredibly easy and Marge recognizes him as the squid from the live action remake of Finding Nemo <laughs> he apologizes to Bart saying that his workers treated him unfairly and he, he brings in some vintage Slipreme products to make up for it including skateboards so yeah, like you said, he's, there's a, I won't just him skateboarding this episode. Uh, so the, the cuts to them outside. He, uh, Bart tells Orion to grab a board, but because of a deal that he has with Slim Jim, he can't skate unless he's holding a Dr. Pepper Twister Supreme. <laughs> he tells him to at least do an ollie, and Orion's like, is that when you throw it? And Bart's like, wait, you, you own a skateboard franchise and you can't skate? He's like, oh, please don't tell anybody. He tries to teach him. <laughs> Ryan's like, he's like a proper, like, you know, those celebrity kids who just everything they do is perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, what if I'm not instantly good? I've been told that can happen. He starts skating and he's like, I'm doing it. No one's ever been this real. And he trips and he's like, oh, my blood. I've never seen it before. Cool. <laughs> we didn't cut to marriage Homer and Lisa eating hard shell tacos in the, in the, in the, in, in the dining room. <laughs> and uh, Homer's like, can you pass the guac? Hashtag guac attack. Hashtag new kiss on the guac. <laughs> trying so hard to be cooler. Right. So <laughs> this bit actually yeah. made me realise. Uh, so in previous episodes, <laughs> you agreed? I've been like really not a fan of how cringeworthy it, them trying to like push social media is in the episodes. Yeah. And, like, But this made me realise actually... They're deliberately making people like Homer and Marge be cringy about it because yeah, that's what deliberately, they are. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so my mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I completely take back what I've said. I think they've done it well. Well, I do agree with you that like there have been points in the show where their attempts at you know yeah social media and stuff can could could be a little cringier, a little bit on the nose, or like you know a writer in his fifties and sixties, which is what they would be now. Trying to be relevant so that they might not know that much about, but I definitely don't think that applies to this episode. I think it's it's done in a good way, and they they do seem to know what they're where they're going with this episode. Like I do agree that there's been moments, yeah, but yeah, I I I think I think this one it's handled perfectly. Lisa's like, so what? about doesn't think you're cool. Like he doesn't think you're cool. It's an arbitrary pursuit that's always changing. And Homer's like, I still want to be it. 
as he says that the taco explodes on him and Marge is like with hair shell tacos you gotta eat from the bottom so she goes to do that and it explodes on her she's like why do I keep buying hard shell it's so true <laughs> absolutely it's, on the money such bullshit absolute bullshit delicious but like an absolute mess it's and they don't yeah. contain they don't actually hold the stuff that they're meant to hold and at least it doesn't do anything with her it's just even touch it and it just explodes on her <laughs> she's yeah. like I hate them one of my favourites in the whole episode it's so stupid um, we didn't cut to Homer like, on his way to Moe's he decides to like take one of the one of the jumpers that Orion left for them so he puts on like a supreme hoodie and uh, he goes outside and he runs into Mike Wegman and he's like hey Homer I got, I got some vintage steak it comes with a real landline and Homer's like I'm too depressed to understand what you're talking about and he's like whoa that's a real supreme top not fake like these donkey steaks and he takes a photo of Homer and posts it on social media and Homer's like you think I'm cool He's like, Homer Simpson, you are cool. He's like, thank you. He just gives him a big hug. <laughs> we then cut to uh, Orion and Bart hanging out at a skate park together. And uh, Orion's like, whoa, on that last one, you landed right on your ear. <laughs> and Bart's like, am I still slurring my words? Oh, it's, it's barely noticeable. He said that it's great to be around someone he can just relax around without having to redefine relaxation. And that he envies Bart. And Bart's like, isn't that what rich people say to poor people that feel better about being rich? And he's like, yes, but around you, I, I mean it. And he says he wants to make a pair of shoes to honor Bart. And uh, Bart's like, oh, what about one that all my friends can afford? And he's like, even better, one they want to buy but can't. And Bart's like, cool. We cut to home arriving into Moe's with a new look and Lenny's like hmm let me guess a hobo was murdered at a music festival and you're on the cover and Carol's like uh, you fell in in the clothesline of a bi-curious farmer which is my favourite one and uh, he, Homer says he realises that uh, if you wear clothes you don't understand you stop being you and you become someone better than you and he cuts to them all wearing supreme clothes and Homer wants to find other middle-aged Springfield men and bring up their confidence we, he then finds them all at a barbecue store and just cuts to like all these these dads or these older men uh, mainly dads like Wiggum and Kirk and stuff just them all like exiting out of the store like in slow motion and sunglasses and supreme clothes and come back to Barton Orion. Orion says that they're going to change the industry, which in this business means about a week. I mean, you get a montage of them making these shoes together. He, like, sketches Bart's head onto a whiteboard. He makes a shoe around it. And then he then skateboards into yellow, orange, and blue paint, which is obviously, like, Bart's primary colors, and creates a shoe called the the, Bar the Bartman. And Bart's just like, my life is complete. I actually think the... the they're kind of cool. I wear them. I yeah. thought they were very I, I cool shoes. Just, like you, you can buy them at some point. There's been some cool Sim Simpsons shoes made in the past. I mean, yeah, they, they would definitely make money. They did make that. I remember Adidas brought out a Ned Flanders line once, and they were actually like, it sounds lame. They were actually really cool shoes. I, I, don't, I don't know if you noticed, but um, when they're in the shop, there's a like shirt with Gucci on it. I did notice that. Actually, I didn't. Yeah, that, that's going to be the episode we're going to review later. What are starting to do now is put cartoon characters on stuff. Oh, I mean, that's been, like a, cool. that's been a trend for quite a while now. Yeah, like, like H&M have gotten I, I remember really I showed you, but it. it's, like, it's like designer bread. You remember like, I showed you that um, like Ralph Lauren hat, and it actually had Ralph. Oh, from The Simpsons? No, I haven't yeah, seen yeah. that. I showed it to you. It's the Ralph really? Lauren polo hat, and it had... I didn't realise it was Ralph Lauren. Ralph on it. And then a like polo label over his eyes. That's hilarious. Do yeah. you think that's because it's Ralph? Like, is it? I think it makes sense. Probably yeah. right. Yeah, that's hilarious. I love that. It has so like kind of quirky and different for Ralph Lauren, which I feel like he yeah. does pretty tame, like kind of you know middle aged men. I, I see those like middle aged men like suits and it's dresses very, and stuff. You it's know, very, it's very countryside. And quite black. rich people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, they prepare for the big launch party for these new shoes at a Supreme store. As Skinner walks up to um, to Orion being like, do you have these enlarged? He has like a bunch of hoodies. And Orion's like, but you're old. You don't know who I am. And they see like just all these middle-aged men like shopping for clothes. They see like like Wigum and Mary Quimby and they're all just walking around the store like zombies for some reason. And, uh, and Orion's like, oh no, they found us. And he informs Bart that he's gonna 
he's going to be the new Tad Hardly, a tattoo artist whose tattoos were once considered the epitome of cool until a recently divorced dad trying to look cool on his dating profile wore a t-shirt of one of his uh, one of his tattoos and the franchise went bust overnight. I didn't cut to Kirk. Uh, yeah, yeah, Kirk is wearing a hat that has Poochie on. I was like, yeah, I love that little, that little random detail. He asked Bart to thank his dad for introducing him to the new look on the street and goes for a fist bump. Uh, Bart says that if Homer started this, he can stop this. <laughs> Chalmers asks if he can purchase a top using air miles and Orion just screams, no! Just in complete agony. We can cut to back, back at the house. Bart tells Homer to drop the selfie stick. He's like taking selfies of himself. Trying on all the clothes. Uh, doesn't drop the selfie stick and stop dressing his zombie friends up in the clothes of the, of the living. And Homer's like, never. People treat me like a dried up old husk before I discovered skate wear. You, you know what I am now? A wet husk full of juicy corn. He tells him his posse are coming to their launch party. But Bart says an RSVP means nothing. And Homer's like, in my generation, we we turn up to things. And that's actually pretty bang on. Like Homer's yeah. like, our parent generation, if they say they're going to something... They're going. They're yeah. going. Whereas our generation, you don't know if, if the event is happening until you're there and your friends are there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Our, our generation is definitely flakier than our parents' one, for sure. Um, we're just, like, cancelling things last minute and stuff like that. Like, that happens all the time with my friend friend groups. It's because it's so easy to as well. Because of social like, media and day, messenger like, and yeah, stuff. Like, yeah, you call That's them, definitely a part of it. You call them on, like, the, the payphone or whatever. Which is expensive. And then you, you can't, like, you can't cancel. Yeah. It's like, oh, they've already left. Exactly. Yeah, uh, like yeah. they 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 they're, they're not they're not home. I've agreed to meet them at the bar at seven o'clock. I guess I'll be there at seven o'clock, and I won't be there seven o two because then they'll be wondering where I am. I'll be there at seven o'clock. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like there's pros and cons to the way we live now versus the way we lived back then. But that's definitely one pro is that they're a more reliable generation. Yeah. I think our, our generation is definitely more kind of flakier and more selfish. I think. But uh, at at the launch party, Orion is. He's nervous because of like knowing about all these middle-aged men that are going to show up. Uh, and his, his dad shows up and he's like, Son, I've never seen your aura looking less indigo. Are you okay? Nothing, nothing's wrong. I'm crushing it. I got this on lock. On lock. Your words have convinced me. Just as I had mentioned it, actually, uh, The Weeknd is fantastic in this episode. Yeah. I, I, like, he's a brilliant musician, I think, but he always surprises me in just how talented he is. In other areas too, he's just a he's just a really talented man. He's an all-rounder, yeah. He's an all-rounder for sure. Even like as himself in Uncut Gems, that little scene, he's really good oh, in it. Yeah. That monologue he wrote that Jim Carrey performed in his last album, it's called Jim's Rhapsody. Yeah, like you know, it's not really a song; it's just a monologue. It's a brilliantly written monologue. He's just a super talented man. Yeah, but he's he's really good in this episode. Um, you wouldn't even know it was him. Like you, you were surprised that it was that he was also that the dad. Like there are two really good voices that don't sound anything mm. like him. He does a great job. But uh, Bart calls marriage to put a stop to this, and <laughs> she's like in the supermarket. She's like, "Would you like some carrots and hummus?" And he's just like, "Yes." <laughs> we cut to Homer like uh, so that was very unbought. <laughs> well, he was like ashamed to admit it. He's like, like, "Yes, I do want hummus and carrots." I guess that's such a mom meal because it is delicious. What kid likes carrots and hummus, though. I had carrots and hummus when I was a kid. I, I would. I really? never had it when I was a kid, but I knew I wouldn't have liked it. You know, like hummus now. No, I love it. Oh yeah, I was gonna now say. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a given that people in their twenties like hummus. I think <laughs> people in their early twenties. But yeah, no, I always liked hummus. But we cut to Homer like uh, showing up with his posse. Uh, to to take a he, he tells them all to take a precautionary Advil and uh, go wild. The, the marriage stops him on his tracks, and he's like, "Let my shorty speak." Uh, it's so that good. Cringe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like in a in a great <laughs> yeah, way, because yeah. he's just trying so hard to be relevant. He like takes off his glasses and like try, listens to marriage. He goes like a, a pretty sweet monologue. She's actually a really sweet monologue. She says that this isn't the man she married. That he. He, he puts clippers on his keychain so he can clip his nails while in line at the post office. Uh, the man who causes deli meat, calls the deli meats bologna, every deli meat bologna. And ever since she saw him uh, moonwalk out of an Arby's, he's always been comfortable in his own skin. I just thought it was a really sweet little monologue that he's just like not being himself. And Homer's like, you're right, I, I shouldn't be here. I should be at home. And then they say together, like, microwaving popcorn. <laughs> it was, like, my favorite show. 
<laughs> he then tells the other men to that, that, that they that, that they don't belong here, and then points them towards an aviation museum. <laughs> and they all go in. They're like an exhibit on bal- on ballooning. I can't remember who who who, who said all these lines. Another dad is like World War Two helicopters, and Chalmers is like audio tour by Gary Sinise, which I thought was. If someone wants to do an audio tour in a basement museum, it makes sense it would be Gary Sinise. <laughs> and uh, Homer just watches them all go in looking so fascinated. And he's like, yes, they bought the dad bait. And Homer changes back into his, you know, his classic clothes. And Bart woke up being like, dad, you did something no middle-aged man is capable of. You changed your mind. And Homer apologizes for nearly ruining the event. And Bart forgives him, saying they did so well he didn't even get a pair of his own shoes. And then Mike Wegman uh, shows up op- offering a pair of Borsch ones, which is a nice little throwback to the Itchy and Scratchy Land episode where yeah. he's trying to get a Bart license plate, but there's there's none there, but there's loads of boards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great little reference. This this is good, right? Because I mean, this is very true. Like yeah. with fashion, uh-huh. as soon as middle-aged people start wearing it it's not cool anymore that's very true yeah I mean, it, it, it's, it's a bad observation yeah. yeah they know what you're talking about but um yeah he offers them a pair of board ones he says they're so good your friends won't know they're fake unless they wear them or look at them up close homer buys them for Bart, and uh then Bart goes you know what dad sometimes you really are cool and, Bar- and Homer's like, buy you a sandwich? And they queue up for uh, Krusty Burger's new dry and sweet burger. We didn't get a final tag, which is the most ridiculous tag of this season. So far, probably for the whole season, and I loved it. So stupid. Is <laughs> Orion apologizes to his dad for almost not uh, revolutionizing the industry. But Darius says that he can never be mad at him. But Orion says that he, he feels like he can never be him. <laughs> and Darius is like... <laughs> You're not hearing what I'm saying. You're me. A clone of me. Like this. You were created on the set of Duplicate Cop 1, which we filmed in a real cloning lab. I knew I could never love a child as much as I love myself, so I made another me. You. And Orion's like, what? And Darius is like, didn't you ever wonder why you don't have a, a mother? And Jaden, I just said Jaden. Orion's like, kind of. He's like, our cosmic connection is infinitely deeper than what a father feels for a son. I love you, me. And Orion's like, I love you, me. And he's going to find a snippet of that song early on in the episode, just going, two badges, one mind. Boom, episode's so, done. <laughs> I feel like someone's going to get slapped. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was like, someone has to say. Someone's it. gonna get slapped. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Rock was a was a ghostwriter in this episode. <laughs> uh, I think he has to take the digs at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, after you. Well, yeah. I first things first. Yeah. I wanna make sure. Well, I think this episode is gonna be forgotten about, and I think that. It's middle of the season. Yeah, it's a bit more fillery. Fillery. Mm. No one's really going to talk about it. Mm. But I think they should. Because I think it was a really good episode. Yeah, I yeah. I think it's one of the strongest of the season. Oh, wow. Wow, yeah, I didn't I, expect I, that. Okay. I really, really enjoyed it. Damn. Actually, I was sitting there watching it and I was like, I'm really enjoying this. But like, I came to realisation and I'm like, but I'm enjoying this more than most other episodes in this season. Oh, wow. Um, very so, gag heavy which obviously yeah, you always really enjoy they're always funny very consistent good gags in this episode for sure yeah um, I thought it was a really good sort of commentary on fashion supreme as well yeah yeah um, for sure I mean yeah obviously and, and it just it made complete sense and I, we saw we saw a lot of like stupid Homer in this episode yeah it wasn't like the stupid Homer where he has no consequences it's like oh he learned from his actions yeah and, yeah which is what people really want of course yeah it's, it's not just him being a jerk and he gets away with it it's yeah. he does do selfish things and he has to yeah like you said suffer the consequences of that and his relationship with barrett is affected i always love their relationship as well i thought this was a cool different way of tackling their relationship mm-hmm. sorry to no, no, cut you off continue um that's all i can really say about it i just i, I, I thought it was a really good filler yeah. episode yeah for sure um so 7.5 7.5 yeah, yeah that's why i read it as well 7.5 
I said, um, I said it was a pretty by the numbers plot, like quite a basic plot, but I thought it was yeah. heightened by. Actually, that's one thing I will say was it was slightly predictable. Yeah, but that's it. Really. But like, like you said, it's just great gags and stuff like that. Like that, that, that excuses it, you know. Uh, yeah, I said it was it was pretty by the numbers plot, but it's heightened by one great gag after the next, uh, an interesting, unique conflict to put Bart into, and a surprisingly inspired guest appearance by the weekend. I said I like how they gave him a character that fit well, two characters actually that fit into the world of Springfield, and uh, rather than just you know shoehorning in, shoehorning shoehorning him into the show as himself just to like you know boost ratings for like a cheap cash grab, and yeah, like you said, it was just it was just really funny. It, it flies by. It's consistently entertaining, yeah. and any. I think any like downfalls the episode could have of feeling like filler and that yeah the plot was predictable and stuff like that is just made up for in the fact that like yeah the plot is predictable but it does cool things within that predictableness do you know what I mean yeah it's like, like Orion could have been that that character could have been so cringe you know what I mean like like having this character who's clearly a parody of Jaden Smith and he's blowing up on TikTok like that could have been so cringy like yeah. an attempt of them to try to be relevant but it was just done really well the weekend voices him brilliantly I like his relationship with Barrett a lot you know everything that could have gone in an area of like cringe or like them striving to be relevant they just they owned it like they really did and, and you know they own it because there are examples where they don't own it quite as much yeah. so I thought, I thought that, that that made this episode uh, stand out very uniquely yeah but yeah, continuing on to the news. Yeah, let's go for it. Pre-recorded from London City, it's a very bad impression of Kent Brockman letting you know it's time for Simpsons News. Literally just one piece of news this week. Uh, well, two pieces of news te- technically. Um, three titles have been revealed. The, the three titles have been revealed for next season's, next week's, uh, Trios of Horror, like it will air next week. Uh, the first one is going to be called Lisa Anime, which will be a parody of Death Note, which we've mentioned already on the podcast. The second one's going to be interesting. Can't wait to see that, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure actually... if it's going to be, it's either going to be really good or really bad. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's the case with all Trios of Horrors, really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the second one will be Simpsons World, which will take on similar AI elements to that of Westworld. And the final one will be called uh, The Pookadook, which will be a parody of The, ba- the Babadook. Oh, uh, yeah, the uh, Bob's Burgers voice actor John Roberts also revealed his character Linda Belcher will feature in one of the segments. So, alright, little thing that sounded cool. I don't know how the hell that's gonna how that character will fit into it. But you went all redneck. Man. I'm intrigued, huh? You went all like redneck just well, then. You were like, I don't know where that's going for you. <laughs> <laughs> I was honestly uh... wind it back when you edit. You you sounded redneck then. <laughs> <laughs> and you the listener can rewind back as well what was happening was a burp was coming on and I was trying to hide it so uh, I didn't do a good job <laughs> obviously <laughs> John Mulaney has that great bit where he talks about when you get older you're always burping and trying to hide it so you'd be talking to someone in a restaurant being like I'm just gonna go oh, to the bathroom that, yeah. <laughs> it's such a good fish I can already feel that coming on as I'm just in my mid-twenties like I can still feel it that burps just happen a little bit more frequently <laughs> uh, finally it's not really news more so like I just want to give someone a shout out because I, I, I love to give love to other people who are creating uh, great con- uh, content related to The Simpsons really? I don't <laughs> be selfish that's why you're the one anyone that's making a Simpsons podcast it's just our enemy. That's for sure. That's no, for joking. Sure. But this person isn't the podcaster. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but this guy, I, I discovered his videos recently and I got hooked. Uh, so for any Simpsons fans, like hardcore Simpsons fans, it's super nerdy. His content is brilliant. His name is The Real Jims. And he had these really good, long, like, well-researched video essays. And they're all just very, like, unique areas of the show that you wouldn't see typical, like, Simpsons you know video essays do like you'd see all these classic ones being like yo why Homer's enemy is a perfect episode like stuff like that where it's like it's obvious these ones are really interesting like it's just an example of some of the some of the cool ones I've watched recently he called he he had one called season 33 a Simpsons renaissance uh, where he just literally praises the season that we're, that we're doing currently and analyzes how it's one of the se- one of the seasons one of the show's best seasons in years uh really interesting one another one he did called Bart 
in marriage, the most Andre Simpsons relationship. And he gets into that and covers like their relationship throughout the show and why you don't see them together as much as like Bart and Homer, or Homer and Marge, Homer and Lisa. And it is a very good review to say why their relationship is so interesting and it really he covers it way better than I can in this little segment here but it's so good and he, he can be criti critical sometimes too like he has one that I watched uh, really good called uh, 20 Worst Treehouse of Horror Segments and I agreed with most of them some I, I loved but I agree with most of them and he also had one called uh, the first one I saw that got me hooked in his content was R.I.P. Jerkass Homer very interesting one he basically just covers like you know it's it's a, it's a term they give Homer in the later seasons that he's, he's like a bit more of an asshole than he was in the, in the earlier seasons and he, he gets away with a lot more and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Um, but he basically talks about how he thinks that character, that version of Homer is dead now and the way he covers it. I almost really. think that's true. I would agree, yeah, yeah. I would agree. He talks about how like in these later seasons like the one we just reviewed he's, he's a lot more bubbly and we see me a good dad and stuff like that way more. He, he he mentioned the one that we just reviewed as a perfect example, like the you won't, you won't, you won't believe what happens in Act Three that episode, mm -hmm. as a perfect example. Like in like seasons eleven or twelve, if that if that was to happen, the whole thing with him leaving Cecil Pepper in the car, it would just been Homer leaving him in the car. Whereas in this episode, in this season, we show that Homer did it by accident. He let the window down, True. the air conditioning on, and stuff. You know that we're showing Homer being a good guy, like and. It, I, I don't think it's on purpose, but his, his point is very good. Is He thinks the Simpsons movie is the last example of a jerk-ass Homer. Because he is totally selfish in that movie. Of course, yeah. Um, and, you know, he, he thinks, like, like the, the epiphany scene in that movie, where he, he sees all of his wrongs and he goes back and says Springfield and stuff, he thinks that, that epiphany is, like, what has kept Homer, that, that Homer's been pretty consistently good since then. I don't think that's intentional, but it's a very good point. That, that, that seems to be kind of his last time that we've really seen Homer be a proper... Yeah. I love Homer in all his colours, don't get me wrong. But, like, he is a piece of shit in Simpsons movie for yeah, a good portion of it. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, he, but he speaks about it being, like, he loves this version of the character exists. I, I totally agree with him. Like, even when he's being critical, you can tell that there's love for the Simpsons there. And he's just being critical in a way that he knows the show can be better. Or sometimes when you see those video essays, it's very, like... It's very just like hate on the show being like this the writing is bad i i could write a better script than that no you couldn't no, yeah. <laughs> but he's just he clearly just loves the show that's why i, I really enjoyed his content there's just so much love there for it but he says he loves that this version of the character exists and that like you know that they've been doing the show for so long that of course they should experiment with different versions of the show's main character that he likes that they they they, they went as far as they could with having him be as like irredeemable as possible and the perfect example he does of that is the one where I'm rambling so much I apologize <laughs> I'm just excited for his videos is the one that he the one where he um has to give grandpa his kidney then oh, he yeah. he cowers out of it and he like runs away but him running away could like risk grandpa's life like perfect example of Homer like truly being a piece of shit but yeah, it's a great so, episode yeah. season 12 I think it's called Homer Simpson and Kidney Trouble a perfect example of just him being a really bad guy. But yeah, The Real Gyms, great videos, and I would highly recommend checking them out. But yeah, let's move over to Seb's Classics. I went four. I mean, everyone knows this one. Oh my god, it's so I good. Wish, well, I won't babble on about it for too long, but Itchy <laughs> and Scratchy and Poochie Show. So great. I mean, what I think is interesting about this episode mm. is... I think it was the perfect time to release this sort of episode. The timing was amazing. Because I feel like everyone knew Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah. Every now and then you got a little Itchy and Scratchy bit. And it's funny. Everyone mm -hmm. liked it. Especially when I was a kid, I loved it. Yeah, back in this era of the show, they had like an Itchy and Scratchy episode every season. I kind of miss those. I love those yeah. episodes. Even the gag of Itchy and Scratchy at the start of this episode is like one of the most violent when he's in the Once. volcano and he yeah. he throws gas at him so the, so he lights on fire more yeah yeah um, <laughs> super violent very creative Homer in this episode is well, it's one of his best he's performances he's just goofy wonderful Homer yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dan, Dan gets an letter <coughs> spectacular this episode really sure. really good yeah um, I mean what more can I say about this episode it's brilliant it's yeah. probably it might be my favourite of Season, season eight, eight. damn. Yeah. That's I mean for me that's high praise because that's my favorite season of the whole show. Yeah. Actually, it's my favorite season. It's of definitely any TV show ever. <laughs> I haven't decided what my favorite season is. That's fair. But season eight's got to be up there. This for me is when the show was at because I like the change they yeah. made as well and the weirdness of it. Yeah, I've always spoken about Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein 
that this this was the season where they really season seven is great which is their first season then in this season it was like okay well, what we did worked so now let's just go full hog with it yeah and this is a perfect example because this episode is so tongue-in-cheek i think it's such a good commentary as well on the way the tv industry works yes as well it's quite cheeky absolutely um so yeah i mean fun fact is um they were actually asked by fox to do to bring in a new character to like shape up the show so this it's episode is kind of like a middle finger being like we're not fucking doing that and they threw that middle finger twice by doing the whole poochie thing and also having this guy living with them called roy yeah. <laughs> Homer's like really mean to him for no reason. He's like, "Hey man, well done, Homer Ace. That's so awesome. You got that cartoon show." Yeah, I love how ridiculous. Show is sucking it, Roy. I love how ridiculous that character is as well. <laughs> He's just so cool yeah, and like, flawless. Look, if you want this character? There you go. Yeah, here you go. Here's the most ridiculous character yeah. possible. Yeah. I thought, a fun, a fun fact. It's never explained. A fun fact I read about this episode. Yeah. Was it was the 167th episode, and it surpassed the Flintstones in the number of episodes produced for a primetime animated series. Wow! 166 episodes. That's fascinating. I never knew that. That's so cool. I thought the Flintstones had more, to be honest. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, 166 is, is a lot, but yeah, yeah I feel you. Um, so it surpassed at that point. That's cool. That, 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 that kind of makes this episode even more perfect as because the whole episode is about a TV show going on too long and kind of stale. <laughs> they broke a world yeah. record for the most episodes. So, again, perfect timing. <laughs> totally. I, I like the couch gag as well. And this Oh, the is, Beatles one. That one was one the great. the first times I've realised it was a reused one. Oh, was it really? It was, okay. It was used in... Um, it's like the Sgt. Pepper album. Bart After Dark. Right, okay, okay. Yeah. It's like the Sgt. Pepper album. I remember that was a poster before. I remember... They were selling Simpsons posters in this poster shop in the town where I'm from. And it was like that one poster with like every character in the show. Or that one. I got the one with every character in the show. But like now, today I probably would have gotten the Beatles one. I, I just didn't know the reference then, obviously. I mean, yeah, there's so many great moments in this episode. I love the audition bit. I think that bit is so perfect. Every single person that comes in. Roger Myers Jr. Who I miss so much. He's a great character. He's retired yeah. now because the actor who voices him, Alice Rocco, passed away unfortunately he's such a good character he's he's never like he's never really a side character in the show whenever he's in the show he's a main character in the episode but i love that sequence where they're all auditioning to play poochie and every single person that comes in he's like oh my god you're the perfect poochie the first person's like wait no you're the perfect poochie it also comes in per first who actually would have been perfect for poochie yeah absolutely <laughs> like he was actually suited for the parent i think again this episode has actual because when you're on your own, it's yeah. more difficult to laugh out loud. I feel you. I mean, I do laugh on my own. I rarely <laughs> but do. But I know people who say that, so I understand. I, I, I rarely laugh when I'm on my own. Yeah. So the fact that I did it this episode... Shows, shows a great how episode. good it was. Yeah, know? yeah, so totally. for me, 9 out of 10. Yeah, no, I, I give it a 9 as well, yeah, 100%, 100%. But uh, just to continue covering that bit, when... <laughs> oh, I was like reading from the script being like <coughs> you're not allowed cough while I'm talking yeah. That's good. Um, just kidding um, we're friends I swear <laughs> he's like whoa man like a talking dog that's so groundbreaking <laughs> you're gonna break new grounds with this <laughs> Troy McClure does it he's so bad he doesn't suit that part at all he's like hey I'm Poochie I'm a talking dog oh, he's man. like Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You remember me from such movies as Mountain Ape. And... I actually really miss <laughs> Troy McClure. Oh, so everyone does. He's one of the best he characters great, yeah. to ever be on the show. Even when he has those, those, those quick little gags. That's yeah. only been the whole episode. It's so funny. And yeah, then Homer comes in. This, again, this great performance by that Castellaneta. He's, he's doing it really badly because he's nervous. And Roger Myers Jr. is like, you're terrible. You're not suited for the pack. Get out of here. He's like... Who do you think you're calling terrible, buddy? He's like, that's great. You're perfect. He's like, oh, thank you. Like, no, it's terrible. Get out of here. He's like, oh, what, what the hell is your problem? That's amazing. You're Poochie. You're casted. <laughs> so good. I love the bit at the end of the episode when he's reading out um, the bit that he wrote because no one likes Poochie. That bit's pretty heartbreaking. Like, the character is terrible. Oh, yeah. But everyone's watching it just, like, so disheartened. And Homer's like, it, it wasn't bad, right? And then Lanny's like, that's definitely the best episode of Impy and Stitchy I've ever seen. <laughs> Um, but he he makes like this line that he makes them put into the episode where he's like um, basically just saying if you could find it in your hearts to open up a little more and let in the little dog who just wants to be loved. And it's clearly Homer talking about himself. I, I, that moment's so lovely. 
And of course, the episode concludes with that they, they they cut that scene out, and it's just Roger Myers Jr.'s voice being like, um, <laughs> being like, I I must I must return to my home planet, and it's just yeah. terrible animation of him going up to space, and it's just little text saying Poochie died on the way to space again. This episode just hits every oh, single. So note. funny, yeah. Before we move on, my favorite of the whole episode is <laughs> they're like testing. Did they have like a test audience for um? For she is scratchy. Apparently, Lisa are in, in, in the store on their own, and Marge is like, "Be careful!" And Man walks up to them and is like, "Yeah, hey, you kids want to come with me?" And like, "Sure." <laughs> he's just he's taking it as a test audience for yeah, she is yeah. scratchy, and they had like press a button to show when they like something in the episode, <laughs> and. You know, it's seems scratchy, like it's just clean scratchy, and they press a button for that. And then a man comes in in speedos, and he's all like muscular. And Nelson grabs Billhouse one, and keeps pressing oh, it. Yeah. He's like, hey, stop. And he's got some of Roger Mario Jr.'s watching it. And it's like, they like itchy and scratchy. One kid really loves the speedo guy. <laughs> so what's the problem? <laughs> yeah, just just one great gag after the next. Yeah. Um, I go on forever. I mean, yeah, it's, I would say, my top 20 favorite episodes of the whole show. Wow. So yeah. good. So, so good. I love how self-aware it is. Also, fun fact, the writers and like the animators and stuff in this episode are all designed after real writers on the show and right, animators okay. and stuff. So I just, that, that little reference I only got when I got older, obviously, and got nerdy about the show. But yes, moving on to my impressiones. Impressiones? Yes. Fun doing an impression of... Because he's in this episode, I'm so happy to see him again. I didn't think I would see him again. I'm doing Mike Wegman. So again... Four quotes, and you have to guess which one isn't Mike Wegman. Are you seriously busting the clangers of Homer J. Simpson? <laughs> I thought this was a blood transfusion room, but there's not a baby in sight. <laughs> this man is a Michael Jordan of Sector 7G. <laughs> and finally, hot carrots, who thinks of that? I mean, you don't even know this character as well as any other character. Can you do so it again? It's unfair. All four of them? Yeah. Are you seriously busting the clang as a Homer J. Simpson? I thought this was a blood transfusion room, but there's not a baby in sight. This man is the Michael Jordan of Sector 7G. Hot carrots? Who thinks of that? Oh, I'm thinking it's two or four. I'm going to go two. The blood transfusion room yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, you're correct. Yes. <laughs> That's Mr. Burns, actually. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, moving on to trivia. Uh, both pieces of trivia is related to this episode, actually. So, Quivia. Quivia, yes, excuse me. Quivia! The weekend was asked to appear on the show before this episode was written, um, but he was just, he was disinterested in playing himself, so he pitched a loose version of what would go on to become this episode. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I love that. It's so cool. I, I, I love that passion. And just like, he was a fan of the show and he didn't want to just be another typical guest yeah. star shoehorned into the show that he wanted them to fit a character around him who worked and actually pitched the idea yeah, yeah. like I think it's super cool and uh, the second piece of trivia is this episode premiered on March 20, 2022 Michael Rapport's birthday Michael Rapport being the guy who voiced who voices Mike Wegman so I thought that was cool that was nice for him being like oh it's my birthday and just, uh, the episode of Simpsons I'm in playing the character that I didn't think I'd get to play again is yeah, gonna be on you yeah. I thought that was cool Small little, I wouldn't even call this trivia, it's just me pretending to be a conspiracy nerd, just because it was interesting to me. This episode premiered on March 20, 2022, which was a Sunday evening. One week later, March 27, 2022, was when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. And obviously this episode has an obvious parody of Will Smith in it, so... Maybe he got, maybe he saw it. The Simpsons predicted. And that also was a part of why His anger. I actually wouldn't be surprised, that's a good point. As in, like, that he was seeing that he was being made fun of, and yeah. that got to him, you know? Because obviously, it's a huge show. I'm, I'm sure even if he didn't watch it, someone would have told him, like, oh, The Simpsons did this bit. Yeah, they make a joke about you and Jaden, and, yeah. like, your movie and everything, you know? And that, like, Jaden's your clone. And we, we now know that the man can't take a joke, so I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if that upset him. Much respect to man. I think he's a brilliant man, but... Uh, Obviously, I don't respect what he did at the Oscars. So, uh, which is, which is now uh, an okay thing to say. It was such a go there for a second, but I think we all agree now that it wasn't yeah. cool. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just that, that's me being a conspiracy nerd. The Simpsons predicted <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> Slapgate. 
But yes, uh, right. two more segments left because I want to try a new segment today, which yeah. I told Seb about earlier. But we're going to do the Ev- quiz first. Everyone's favorite. Yes, quiz time. <laughs> probably everyone's least favorite. Maybe they probably just face palming the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's why it's secretly their favorite because they get to cringe and cringe is True. kind of funny, you know. Yeah. But yeah, let's cringe. So <laughs> number one, how many spikes does Bear have on his hair? You asked this before. I have seven. Nine, I'm afraid. Number two. Which character is Homer partially responsible for the death of? The character who is dead in the show. Homer is partially responsible for it. I would say even more so than partially. DJ Stu. Is this Chris Stu? This Chris Stu, sorry. No, I wouldn't Um, consider that Homer. uh, The guy... Homer's enemy. Oh, I mean... uh, he's, He's pretty much just... You're not wrong there. That's not who I had in mind. Um, Shit. <laughs> I'll give you half a point because you're not wrong. I can't think. My, my answer was Maud. Oh, okay. Because the t-shirt cannon thing. Yeah. But you're not wrong with Frank Grimes either. No. <laughs> I'll give you... Half, I'll take half. I'll give you half a point, yeah. Half. Number three. Who voiced Ron McClure's agent in A Fish Called Selma? That's a good question. <laughs> Big enough factor, quite big in the 90s. More so big in the 90s. Any more hints? Oh. <laughs> Who voices Chewbacca? <laughs> no. Um... Oh, Harrison Ford. No. <laughs> um, What's like a hint I can give that isn't giving it away too much? I mean, this might give it away with Jurassic Park. Uh, I don't know his name. I can't think of his name. Okay. Checking out the guy in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Um, oh right, I was thinking the Sam Neill. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> That's more. That, I always make those kind of weird noises in interviews. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, number four. Who kidnapped Tom Jones and forced him to put on a private concert for marriage? Is in a classic season four episode. Um, Mr. Burns. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, it was. Number five. James Earl Jones, Elizabeth Taylor. And Jodie Foster have all lent their voice to which well-known Springfielder? Say the names again. James Earl Jones, yeah. Elizabeth Taylor, yeah. and Jodie Foster. The teacher. No. <laughs> and Nicarbapu. Um Their voices have all came out, came out of this character yeah. before. Maggie? Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, who else could it have been? <laughs> Maggie, yeah. Uh, number six. What's the name of Homer's half brother? Oh God, I can't remember. And <laughs> um, so mean with these repeats. Homer and he calls him Unky. This name throughout the episode. Bobby. <laughs> Herb. Herb. Number seven. Who voiced the leader of the Stonecutters? I don't know, so I'm going to have to have a guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim Carrey. Do you not remember what the leader of the song colors even sounded like? Not really. No? Okay. No. Actually, he's never done the show, unfortunately. He'd be great on the show. He'd fit the mold of the show perfectly. Uh, Patrick Stewart. Oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> uh, number eight. I think you'll get this one. Name one band or musician that Homer toured with when he was getting shot in the stomach with cannonballs. Sonic Youth. Yeah, absolutely. Also, would accept in Smashing Pumpkins, mm-hmm. Cypress Hill, and Peter Frampton. I went for Sonic Youth because they're my favorite of the of that group. Them. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I feel like you probably like all of them. Kind of like your um, music taste, no? Sort of. Yeah. I'm, I'm part like. I, I don't mind all of them. Like, yeah, Sonic Youth, I like. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Number nine, according to the most recent episode, to mention his age. How old is Homer? Um, 46. Homer, I guess. Lower or higher? Lower. 42. 39. 39. Yes. And number 10. What does the J stand for in Homer J. Simpson? J. Hey, you finally got it. I was about to say Jedediah. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the name of Jebediah Springfield. <laughs> I mean, you didn't do your best, but you didn't do your worst. Either. You got four and a half. Oh, I thought I got more. Like, it always feels uh, like I did better. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. 
But yeah, I decided I want to do new, new, new segments. It's been a few weeks. It has been a few weeks. Yeah, totally. I, I, I threw in some new ones as well. But yeah, I decided I wanted to do a new segment just because I, I, I thought it'd be a fun one to do. But also, I feel like the quiz can be kind of a jarring way to end the podcast sometimes because I it kind of breaks the flow. You know what I mean? Um, because it's it, it, we start having a back and forth and it becomes me saying questions and you thinking. You know what I mean? So I just want to be a nice chill way to end the podcast is I want to start doing recommendation of the week. I will completely give credit to a podcast called We Might Be Drunk. Brilliant podcast hosted by Sam Merle and Mark Norman, these two fantastic New York comedians who don't need a plug from me. But I'll do them anyway. They do this on the show every week. And I always think it's an enjoyable like, segment. I, even at work. Have you watched him on YouTube? Oh my God, I'm obsessed with his YouTube. Cause, cause yeah. I remember I went on... At work, I'm like the only person that uses the YouTube on the TV. And yeah, me I saw too, a yeah. recommendation come up for that, and I was like, oh, Dylan must have... Of course, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> 100%. His YouTube, he is one of my favourite comments at the moment, in the top three, easily. And I've only discovered him a couple of months ago, and I've just fallen in love with his content. It's one, of the, it's one of those really lucky things where I discovered him, and I look him up online, and he just has so much content. He's so hardworking. He was these YouTube clips of him... Like heckling, I like you know him handling hecklers and stuff like that, and classic. he does it like a boss. It's, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. you get the views. Yeah, it's totally. Can... The, the classic like yeah. uh, heckler gets owned. Yeah, yeah, heckler gets owned by a comedian. <laughs> but, Jimmy Carr. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But Sam Merrill does it brilliantly. But yeah, is they they he has a great podcast called We Might Be Drunk, and they do these recommendations on that, and I I always enjoy that segment. So it's like we can do our own one because they can't trade my recommendations. No. So but that's my that, that's a recommendation right there. We, yeah, we, we the might be drunk. It's a great podcast, and Sam Merrill's a great comedian. I think it's nice to have a segment where you, we just shoot the shit and talk about yeah. other content we it, enjoy. They get outside. They get to see a bit more of us. Yeah, exactly. But that wasn't the recommendation I had in mind. To, to to do for this segment. So my recommendation of the week is uh, don't talk me. I'm scared. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you remember those classic and YouTube now it's videos? A new series. It's yeah. a it's a series. They dropped the whole thing, six episodes, the whole first season, on all four. It is so quirky and weird and wonderful. I love puppeteering. I'm I'm, I'm trained in puppeteering. It's so cool just to see it being done in a a mainstream adult medium. Um, for once, it's, it's, it's I I I think it's a very underdone, wonderful medium, and they they own it. These creators, it is heightened and weird and wonderful you can tell that channel 4 let them do exactly what they want to do they don't yeah. hold back in it. it's so great that crow is one of my favorite fictional characters of all time he is just so brilliant the second episode is my favorite he uh, he um he finds out on the newspaper he's going to die because he hasn't been drinking enough water but the red guy gets really jealous and he's like oh i want to be the one to die and the girl's like ah, 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 somebody's jealous <laughs> he's, he's getting buried and the grave says david and the red guy's like your name's not david and the girl's like yeah that's the name of the grave <laughs> of, of the stone <laughs> it's just weird humor like that it's creepy there's a bit of body horror in it for anyone who knows the youtube that's videos the that's they know the what to expect thing with it is it always had like a creepy element to it oh yeah it's very creepy yeah and and they don't hold back because i mean those videos are like five minutes these are six half an hour long episodes and they get to go wilder it's wonderful and i couldn't recommend it enough i just love seeing content like that where the creator clearly got to do with the exact yeah. show they wanted to make so that's why that's my recommendation of the week so what's yours Sebastian? co-ops rosemary uh and sea salt crackers they're really no i'm just <laughs> i was about to say I said that it was meant to be content, but if, it, if you want it to be food, I guess it can. Um, so, <laughs> I'm sure, well, you're definitely aware of Stephen Graham. Stephen Graham? Oh, sorry, yeah, brilliant, yeah, brilliant the, actor, yeah. Amazing actor. Uh -huh. Someone I admire because he came from nothing. Oh, really, um, really? Yeah. Okay, so he had a proper journey. And it's hard to find that sometimes. I know, I know, you always hear about... Them getting a very privileged have, step up the ladder. Have you seen The Virtues? No. So I didn't heard of it. It's a film he did a while back. Okay. Um, very gritty drama. Yeah. Um, sorry, it's a a series. A series, okay. Um, but there's I'm not going to recommend the whole series because people get recommended a whole series all the time. Yeah, it's it's. I'm gonna recommend an episode. I'm gonna recommend actually just a clip from an episode. Okay. Um, 
Why are you looking at me like I'm weird? It's interesting. <laughs> it's because this clip from the episode is one of the most amazing performances I've ever seen. <laughs> That's like recommending a trailer, but not the movie. <laughs> well, it's, it's because this clip from the episode alone, anyone could watch okay. without, without context and appreciate it. it. All right, all right. Um, so, if you go on YouTube, it's called Stephen Graham, The Virtues. Mm-hmm. sobriety relapse all it's, right it's nine minutes mm. and wow he's there's no commentary or anything it's just him in the pub yeah he's on his own he's having a pint and already you can just tell by the look on his face and the way he's like drinking it yeah like okay he, he has a problem with alcohol mm. like you, you just immediately he know shouldn't be drinking and he, he's so good at showing like just doing that without even having to say anything you already know what's going on in his head mm. um such subtle but amazing acting yeah and eventually it builds up it builds up builds up and he's builds up the courage to go to the bar get another drink oh my god yeah and then it just escalates from there he meets people he starts having more drinks you start mm. seeing his uprise and his downfall right to the point where by the end of of that clip in the episode mm-hmm. he's um he's just like on the floor and it's fat in the morning laying in his own vomit jesus um, all right it's amazing the center acting this 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 clip i just feel like you could you can use it as like an anti alcohol ad all right or, okay. or alcohol does, awareness yeah does, just, does he not talk in the ad sorry end of the clip yeah yeah he does oh he does okay it's, it's, it sounds very visual it's like oh maybe he doesn't even speak all right i'll, I'll, I'll check out the, the nine minute clip yeah. for sure yeah yeah there you go that's your recommendations of the week yeah i guess that wraps it up <laughs> ended on such a rough note <laughs> <laughs> don't drink i i certainly don't <laughs> not, not staying true to my irish roots at all <laughs> anyhow guys yeah this is a very fun podcast thank yeah. you as always for good listening to be back. good to be back guys and we will talk to you all soon catch you on the flippity flip flip